Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the light, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. As we consider what St. James is talking about in his epistle, these good and perfect gifts, sometimes we might hear that as James just using a couple of different uh, adjectives to describe the same thing, maybe trying to give a little color to his letter. And yet, as we consider good and perfect, while they are words that are close and in the kind of similar domain, they're both talking about the great things God has done for us, they are indeed talking about different aspects and, in fact, different gifts that God has given us. And so what are the good and perfect gifts of which St. James speaks? As we consider the good gifts, St. James is referring to everything of this creation. All that which the Father has made from the very beginning is good. Indeed, every day as he finished his work, as he brought light from darkness as he separated the waters above from below, as he brought forth the continents, as he created the plants and animals, and especially as he crafted man from the ground of the earth. He finished every day with the proclamation that he, get, he looked upon all that he had done, and it was good. Then finally, at the end of the sixth day, as he gazed upon all of creation, he even went farther and said, it is very good. All which God has made is, right, is good and pleasing to him. And even though all creation is now corrupted by the fall of Adam, the creation itself groaning, as St. Paul records in Romans 8, waiting for the final redemption, for the return of Christ himself, that does not change the fact that creation in itself is inherently good. That what God has made and continues to make is pleasing to him. Now I do want to point out that there's an important difference here and explain what I mean by inherently good. Because this is the quality of what God has made. For it is true that in the corruption, especially as it relates to man himself, while we were created and are created inherently good, we do not any longer have the ability to inherently do good. And that distinction is extremely important. Because even in our corruption, we are still ones who God blesses and takes care of and who honors. Yet our actions are incapable of pleasing God apart from Christ. And indeed, even if man misuses creation, even when he does that which is wrong or takes what God has created good and uses it for an evil purpose, that does not neglect the fact that that grift of God is still good and pleasing. A man might take nitrogen and some other materials and create some type of catastrophic bomb. It does not neglect the fact that those pieces which made that component are bad. No, indeed. What God has blessed is good. We continue to recognize as that. And how that means then as we look towards all those around us, as we look to what is around us, we treat it with the respect that they and the things of this world are creations from God. 
and especially as we deal with others, those who are in our communities, those who are in our world, regardless of what they've done or haven't done, what they believe or don't believe. They are children of God, crafted by his hand and worthy of honor and dignity. That doesn't mean we honor the sin, doesn't mean we accept the sin, but it does mean that we, that we reach out to those who are in need and treat them with respect, which is due them. St. James then proclaims about the perfect gifts from above. When he talks about the perfect gift in Greek, this word has an understanding of that which has obtained its purpose. The word is telos in Greek. And it means that when something is perfected, it is as it is supposed to be. And so indeed, when the fallen man, we talk about being perfected, this is the recognition that when our Lord returns on the last day, we shall finally be freed of the corruption of sin, which is not a natural part of us. It is that error which came into us, that corruption, that fallenness, which began when Adam and Eve rebelled against God, when they began to listen to Satan and not the Lord, and when they turned from the light to partake of the darkness. To be perfected means that we are finally freed of that which is mortal and perishable, that we are freed from sin, from the desire to do which is wrong, that our love for God and neighbor are full and complete, that in all things we do according to the will of God. And these gifts, that which perfects a fallen creation, both man and indeed all of creation itself, is a gift from God. It is not something that we are able to do. It's not something that we are able to accomplish. Again, just as a side note, I would put forth that in this world, we can strive to make things better. We can try to figure out how to avoid the, the dangers of this life and that which is deadly. But at the end of the day, no action of man, no rule of law, no ability of anyone will make this place a utopia and a perfect or perfected world. That can only come from God. And so that which is perfected is that which is made to be its ultimate by the work of the Son. The telos of creation is the complete redemption. Again, going back to what Paul says in Romans 8, all creation is groaning, waiting for that final redemption. The amazing thing is that the work of redemption, the work of this perfection is not something that is going on or in progress, but it is already done. Jesus called out from the cross, it is finished. I have redeemed the world. I have paid the price. I have endured the wrath of the Father for the sake of all people. It is true, the full revealing is not yet. That will yet wait for the last day. And indeed, we know that our Lord is waiting for the purpose that his word would go forth. For it is that very word, the work of the Spirit himself, which brings forth this perfection. James puts out this truth. All these good gifts, all this, all this life and salvation, it comes of his own will, of God's own will, brought forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creation. St. James is surely thinking of his brother's words, of our Lord himself, Jesus, as he talks to Nicodemus. And there he shared with Nicodemus that 
As Nicodemus asked, how does one become part of the family of God? How is one born again from on high? It is not by the will of man, it is not by flesh and blood, but by the will of the Father. And in our gospel lesson today, we see that this work of the word of truth is truly the work of the Spirit. When the Spirit of truth comes, Jesus says, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. The Spirit brings the words of Jesus into our hearts. And James goes on to point out that it is implanting that truth in our hearts. It is creating faith. It is bringing us into the kingdom, and we are his. And so it is. As ones who are created by the Father, redeemed by the Son, and sanctified, brought to, to perfection by the implanting of the word, by the work of the Spirit. We become, as St. James points out, a firstfruits, a kind of firstfruits of the new creation. He distinguishes us from Jesus, who is the firstfruits of creation, the one who is God and man. We are like him, but we are not him. We are not God. We are not saviors or redeemers. But we are like him in this sense, that we are redeemed, and we are children of God, sons of God. And so in this world, we are the ones who become a light to this world. We are in this creation. We are redeemed, although still suffering from the afflictions of sin. We are forgiven and renewed. And we are here, as St. James will go on to lay forth in the rest of his epistle, to be that light in this world, to go to those who are hurting, to those who are redeemed, those who are outside, and give them life, to love our neighbor through the services of providing for their needs. And then, as God gives us opportunity, and more importantly, to take that word of God, to share it with them, and let the Spirit do his work, so that the Spirit-filled word will implant in them faith and salvation. For it is nothing else than that implanted word which is able to save your souls. It is that word of God which sustains us in season and out. And it is indeed all we have comes from God on high. Those good and perfect gifts of this creation and of the creation to come. May we in all things give thanks to our Lord for all that he has done for us. Rejoice in our salvation now and always. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.